I know you have your Bibles ready. We're going to be in the Gospel according to John. Please find chapter 15. Connected. Connected. Every person on the planet has the opportunity to believe in God and to accept his son as Savior. I say this every week. Whether you know it or not, you are an influencer. And you have to take a self-examination to come to the conclusion, am I influencing people for the kingdom or am I influencing people for the world? Take a self-examination. Say amen. We all have the opportunity each week, each day, to influence those that we come in contact with. Amen. And some people say, Pastor, I'm trying to influence people but the devil's busy. Who cares what the devil's doing? That's what, look, look at Pastor Berman. The Lord told me to tell you, stop concerning yourself what the devil's doing. The devil's doing what he's always done, and the devil's going to go where he always was supposed to go. That was good. That was deep. And that was rich. What a blessing it is. For God to work through us as influencers for the kingdom. Please do not take your opportunities for granted when God brings people in your life. Even when, if you're in line at CVS, if you're in line at Walmart, wherever you go, you have an opportunity to let your light shine for God. God does not want us to remain the same. He wants us to grow. He wants us to develop and he wants to transform us into the creation he designed us to be. Because we know this. Get your hands out. Put your paper down. God bless you. Put them down. Get your arm ready. Don't chop anybody next to you. But I got to speak for myself, man. Some of the mess, and I do mean mess, that I went through in September. Lord, I know it evidently it must have been necessary because I know where the devil's at now. The devil is residing under my feet. And every time he tries to say something, not today, devil. It, it used to be a saying, don't let him ride with you. Oh, I can't say that. He ain't going to get to ride because he's under. Necessary. Even the challenging things we go through, they are necessary. Even the hurt that we go through, it is necessary that all makes us to who God wants us to be. The entire mission of Jesus was to influence the world for the kingdom of God. Here in our text, we've been studying the Gospel of John, and we see here that Jesus had faced opposition from religious people, from the Christian community, not from the outside. You know, it's kind of jacked up when people from the outside mess with you, but it's even more jacked up when somebody that you've drawn close to you messes with you. Here in our text, Jesus had been dealing with these religious leaders for three and a half years. Now in a few hours, he was going to be arrested have a secret midnight trial 
and he was going to be beat almost beyond recognition. Jesus cared for us so much. He cared so much about his followers that he wanted to make sure they were prepared. Point at somebody and say, God wants you to be prepared. Please, no, I'm serious. Tell them, God wants you to be prepared. Look at Pastor. Ah, okay, Lord. I hope your seatbelt's on. God wants you to be prepared. Thank you, baby. But you cannot be prepared to everyone watching if you don't ever come to church. You cannot be prepared if you only open your Bible on Sunday. You cannot be prepared if you only pray when there's an emergency. Get your finger back out, interactive service. Point at three people, say God wants you to be prepared. Well, Pastor, that's kind of hard. That's kind of hard. God wants you to be prepared. And the alarm bells have been ringing. Since COVID started, the alarm bells have been ringing. Since COVID started, and God wants you to be prepared. In the 14th chapter of John, Jesus spoke so many heavenly truths to the disciples about future events. Don't be afraid of when you hear about future events because if someone is really in tune with God, when they make a prophetic statement, it will come to pass. The Holy Spirit is with us. Put your hand on yourself. Touch yourself. Say, the Holy Spirit is with me. And we as believers... We need to start daily training ourselves. Write that down. Write yourself a note every day if you have to, to tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, have your way today. Holy Spirit, I need your help today. Holy Spirit, I want to be hyper aware of your presence. Holy Spirit, help guide the words that come out of my mouth. Even if somebody comes at me with negative stuff, don't let me return negative words. No, somebody say amen. See, some people have been cussing all night. No, look at somebody. Say, come on, help me. Say, I hope pastor's not talking about you. If you've been cursing and swearing, repent. The Holy Spirit wants to help and guide you. Today's scripture would be an introduction and a very enlightening introduction on connected. I'm not going to run through this. I want to take my time because the Lord wants you to have a clear understanding of what he's saying to the church today. The word connected, write this down, means simply join together. God takes us in our natural state and he has given us supernatural power. That's why we are a supernatural being. Amen. Say, I am. Let's see, some of you have to declare it for yourself. I know that sounds strange. Try it. Say, I am a supernatural being. 
because I am connected to a supernatural God. Jesus is God. In the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John, it deals with the relationship between Christ and his disciples. Here, Jesus and his disciples had just left out of the upper room and they were passing through the city of Jerusalem on their way to Gethsemane for prayer. And through this metaphor Jesus uses, he actually sets forth a standard for Christian living. This Christian life, we can't live it without Christ. Why are you trying to live the life, the Christian life, without Christ? And I'm finding out every day, there's all kind of ways you can do life. And in today's society, there's all kind of ways you can live life. I can't say that. Yeah, I can't say that either, Lord. There's all kind of ways you can live life. And everyone in this room, in this holy place, all of us know somebody who's living life crazy. Get your hand up. And living life crazy or living life on the roller coaster is not the way God designed you to live. You can't live for God only on Sunday and be a heathen Monday through Saturday. Woo! I have four claps. You, you, you can't party Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, stay out till three in the morning and say, well, Lord, here I am at church. That's not making God priority. Making God priority is when you wake up purposely even on Saturday and make up your own mind saying, Lord, I can't wait to be in your church on Sunday. Lord, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say to me on Sunday. Lord, it's not an option if I'm going to stay home on a Sunday because you've been good to me. See, some of y'all sitting there like he ain't been good to you. I said because he's been good to me. He's brought me through danger seen, dangers unseen. Lord, you worked out stuff I've been trying to straighten out when you already... I want to do life according to God's word. I want to model my life according to God's word. You have to mature to the point, Brother Sam, when you make up your mind, if nobody in your house wants to serve God. I know that's hard. If nobody in your family don't want to walk with God. Uh, Young people, let me tell you something. You need God more today because some of the stuff coming down the line is going to be so heavy, you're not going to know what to do. But I want to tell you, some of us know this. God is a mind regulator. The Holy Spirit, he's a counselor. He'll tell you, don't do this. 
wait on the Lord. Don't do that. Wait till I clean this up. Young people, you need God today. Your education does not replace the wisdom of the creator. Just because you know technology doesn't mean you know Jesus. I'm going somewhere. You have to mature to the point where you make up a choice. I know how I want to live. And I want to say this to some of y'all old people. Stop it. I'm 54. I'll be 55 so I can say it. Stop it. Trying to live like you 15 years old. You too old to be hanging out in the club. You too old to be drinking. Well, I only drink two bottles of wine a night. Why do you think your blood pressure so jacked up? Hit it now, Jefferson, because you looking guilty, man. <laughs> when you're connected to God, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And the Holy Spirit will speak through you. Look at the pros and cons, what God offers and what the world offers. Because if you weigh the pros and cons, with God, there are only pros. There are no cons. What we're experiencing today, Brother Liston, all over the world, <laughs> some people say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's not coming. The new world order is already here. The new world order is not connected to God. The new world order talks about humanism. I can do it myself. I don't need a creator. I don't need a designer. The new world order says trusting your technology. The new world order says, everybody here, how many of you got a cell phone? Everybody. The new world order says you can do all your banking. You can call. You can text, you can email, you can order food, you can check your bank account. Oh, y'all sure quiet. You got all your pictures, the legal pictures and the... <laughs> the New World Order says, we don't want your cash. Use your debit card, use your credit card because we're moving towards a cashless society. Somebody say amen. amen. The new world order says, see, when I was a kid, I'll say this. Some of you will get the joke. When I was a kid, we used to have a deacon here named Deacon John Garter. Anybody remember him? And every year the church would do picnics. And at the picnic, man, we have the biggest watermelons you can imagine. And they sliced the watermelon. And I remember eating a watermelon as a kid. And it has so many seeds in it. You'd have to spit them out because if you ate the seeds, you'd grow a watermelon. <laughs> Come on, raise your hand. You heard that too. Eat the seeds. But the New World Order says what God created isn't good enough. We're going to make watermelons with no seeds. We're going to make grapes with no seeds. We're going to make grapes that taste like watermelon. 
grapes that taste like candy. The New World Order says we want to take what God has made and try to improve it. The New World Order says you don't have to wait for anything. Self-gratification. That was my introduction. Chapter 15. <laughs> Look at verse 1. And I want to say this to everyone. Don't come to Emmanuel without your Bible. Bring your Bible so you can look at the word of God for yourself. I, don't, I wouldn't listen to anybody say, take my word for it. Don't ever read it. No, we all need to read it. Pastor's reading from the Amplified Bible. I only have one verse today. Look at what Jesus says. Jesus speaking here and he says, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. This particular passage of scripture has not always been taught properly because of the lack of knowledge and understanding. Maturing Christians, we need to update our way of thinking through the guidance and through the direction of the Holy Spirit. Don't just say this is all I'm going to learn and I'm not going to learn anymore. God is constantly revealing himself. I've heard this message taught for decades that Jesus was the vine for believers only. That's not what the scripture teaches. Look at your Bible. Jesus said, I am the true vine. This is the seventh time that Jesus said, I am. Please write that down. The number seven means completion. One day I hope to go back to this, Brother Fred. This shows us and this teaches us that Jesus chose to emphasize and identify himself as the true vine. If Jesus is the true vine, that means there are also other false, fake, copycats, counterfeiters, imitators that would lead you astray if you're not connected to the true vine. Say amen. I need a child to come up here, whatever child is closest. Send that, that's your grandson? Oh, come on up then. Whoever's coming, hurry. I need one. Hur hurry. Go back to your seat. As young as you are, and my back was hurting this week and I couldn't hardly move, but I can run now. Now turn around and run down here. You're young. Run. Go back. You're going to miss your blessing. As much as you running your mama, grabbing you during the week, now run like you're ready to get a million dollars for your mama. Go back. Oh, I got all day. I got time. Now this time, run like you're in the Olympics. Run. I'm going somewhere. Come on up here. Now see, it's a good thing you ran up here. What is this? He says $100. Here, hold that for me. Turn it to show, show that there. Keep your mask on, son. Get your mask on. That's $100, right? Okay. What is this? So he says he has two hundred dollars right 
Brother Fred, please come up here. <laughs> Brother Listen said, you better run. Come over so you can be on camera, brother. Give these two gentlemen a hand. I'm going somewhere. Brother Fred, take a look at that. How much money is that? Look at it carefully. Look real careful, please. Read what it says. Look at the other one. So, you have $100. This $100 bill is counterfeit. It's fake. It's from Amazon. <laughs> Get my point, though. God, I don't expect a child to know that that's a counterfeit $100 bill. Now he's looking real close, y'all. I mean, his eyes are like this, mama. But I do expect a grown adult. You better not walk in Walmart. Load, this is a joke. Load your basket up with five items. But that's about, okay, I'll give you eight items for $100. Can we get eight items? Load, yeah, maybe. You sure can't do that at Hy-Vee. Oh, sorry, TMI. Load your basket up, get up to the counter, get ready to pay, and hand them a fake counterfeit $100 bill. But Christians every day are trying to operate with counterfeit blessings. Christians every day are trying to operate in, with the devil trying to emulate what God does. Whatever the devil gives you, there's always strings attached. But when God gives you something, he's only doing it for you to grow. God doesn't expect us to be children all of our lives. He expects us to grow. Get off the milk. Learn to recognize something that's fake. Learn to recognize when people are fake. Learn to recognize that that's the devil trying to get you where God doesn't want you to be. The original source of all of our life comes from God, and God doesn't want us dealing with counterfeit stuff. Let me make sure I don't do the, okay. That's yours. And that's yours. Now come back, come back here. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but learn this lesson. When you get blessed, you raise your hands and tell God, thank you. Raise your hands. No, even with the money in it, God sees you. Tell him thank you. Give this young man a hand. Come on, give him a hand as he goes back to his seat. The reason people in our society today can't tell what's counterfeit and can't tell what's real is because they're not connected. 
We're going to be going somewhere in a few weeks. I'll give you this. I hope I can get into this. Please look at me. Yes, that's the real one. <laughs> he asked, is it real? Or is it Memorex? Please look at Pastor. Sorry I'm laughing for a minute. Boy, take your mama to lunch now. You ain't got no excuse. Buy something for your mama. Much as your mother does for you, I better leave that alone too. This is the thing we need to come in contact and remind ourselves every day. God is real. God really did send his son to earth. God really sent him because he loves us that much. And he wants us connected with him. And if you're not connected to God, look how much space is in between here. Look at what we allow the devil to get in. And the only way to block him, the only way to keep him out is to be connected to God and the devil can't get in. Now see, listen to me. If he can't get into you, he tries to get in on your job. He tries to get in through your husband, through your wife, through your kids, through your grandkids. He tries to get in through you any way he can, but stay connected. When you stay connected to the kingdom, live like this. Cars acting up, I live like this. People acting up, I live like, come on, I live like this. My health is not on, I live. I want to share this with you. Everyone, oh, Father. Hmm. Thank you, sister, straight from heaven. Everyone who says they're a Christian, you, they're not going to heaven. No, hear me, man. The reason people come to church every Sunday, and some of y'all need to be in church, people... The Bible says that people say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you with their mouths. But their hearts, the Bible says, are far from me. If everybody oh, was going to heaven, why would there be people left here after the rapture? The Bible says, when Christ returns, please hear me, whenever he's going to return, and I told you, don't go listen to these crazy people, he's coming back December 24th at 3.22 a.m. You better stop it. Whenever Christ returns, the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then the Bible says those who remain will be caught up to meet him in the air. So evidently, when we're caught up to meet him, when the dead in Christ rises first, there's going to be a lot of people left here on earth. And some people are going to be running around with, I was saved, I was saved. No, you weren't. You were only saved with your mouth. But did you really surrender your life and your heart to Jesus? Because when you really surrender your life to Jesus, you don't act the same way. You, you don't have the same attitude. You, when you really surrender your life to Jesus, you don't carry the same baggage. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I went through 40 years ago, and I just can't let it go. You haven't surrendered. 
Jesus, the Bible says, was tempted on every hand. The Bible says we have a high priest that knows exactly what we go through every day. So if Jesus knows what we go through, you ought to have some hope in your life that I want to be connected to the kingdom. Say amen. Jesus is the original source of all life. And every person that has ever been born on this planet Every living creature, Jesus is the source. Look at your Bible. Verse 1 says that the Father is the vine dresser. It says that our Heavenly Father is the caretaker of the vine. A vine dresser, and I'll be getting deeper into this in the weeks to come, a vine dresser is a person who prunes who trains, who trims, who cultivates the vines. That's God. I was in my office, and if you've been in my office, Deacon Slaughter, Sister Slaughter, I don't know if you know this or not, but your husband always makes a point to look at my plants. And if my plants aren't doing proper, he has a good eye too, though. So I don't know if you're telling him or he's, no, I'm teasing he says, Pastor, those plants are looking kind of sparse, look like they're dry, look like they're dying. So you know what I do? I go over to my plants, which are vines, and I see the yellow leaves setting in between the green ones. Now, it looks like the yellow leaves aren't bothering the green leaves at all. How many of you grow plants? You know what I'm talking about. And so I began to pluck one yellow leaf and another yellow leaf, Brother Marvin, and another one. And then I noticed in a couple of days, the green leaves began to flourish even more. That's what God does for us every day. God is just trimming some things. God is just pruning some things. Not to hurt us. That's been a trick of the devil. The devil says, well, look, this person's been removed out of your life. The question you need to ask yourself is, am I better off? I'm finding out some people are very comfortable living with foolishness. If there's drama in your life every day, man, you ought to take a self-examination. Amen. God does not want you dealing with drama. God does not want you having drama surrounding you. Dude, drama when you get up in the morning. Drama all day long. Drama when you get home. Aren't you tired of being on the roller coaster when God wants you to be connected? Look at someone and say, I thank God I'm connected. Our Heavenly Father is the vine dresser. Look at your Bible. Circle that. He's the caretaker. It is God who takes care of us. And if you're connected to God, if you're connected to the kingdom, God takes pleasure in helping his children. We're not burdening God. We're not worrying God. I don't care how tough you are. And the Lord told me this when I was driving in this morning. How many of you, I'm just going to say, okay, I'm going to make sure if I make the statement. How many of you like to sleep? Okay, put your hand down or be real, be honest. You in church. How many of you love to sleep? Thank you. Put your hands down. 
How many, me personally, I sleep maybe four hours a night. How many of you have to have your eight to ten hours? I'm just curious. The point is, everybody has to sleep sometime. Miss Ann, even if you drink coffee, take all kind of caffeine tablets, sooner or later, you're going to fall. But the vine dresser, Throughout the existence of time, the Bible says the vine dresser never slumbers, never sleeps. Why are you not rejoicing? The vine dresser isn't like us. He doesn't grow tired. He doesn't grow weary. That means he's always aware of everything that's going on all over the world, all in our galaxy, all over the universe. The vine dresser is aware of everything. Why would you not want to serve and live for a God that's aware of everything? Put your hand on yourself. Say, I belong to God. Come on, declare it. I belong to God. I do not Come on, say it loud. I do not belong to myself. I belong to God. Give the Lord a hand of thanks. Say it over and over this week. I belong to God. God is my caretaker. If you belong to God, then we can say just like Jesus said. Come on, faith walkers. Jesus says, he told the devil, I want you to know you have nothing in common with me. Jesus said, remind the devil, you have no claim on me. Somebody say out loud, the devil has no claim on me. He may have tricked you in the past, but declare it now, the devil has no claim on me, on my children, on my house, on my help. The devil, come on church, the devil has no claim on me. Give God some praise. I love how Jesus says, nothing in me belongs to him. Stop letting the devil think even when you're weak. Okay, Satan, I'm not going to fight you today. You're right, and I'm finding this out too. The closer you get to God, I'm going somewhere in a minute, the closer you get to God, the more he eliminates things. I'm not going to waste my time anymore. I'm making this public statement. <laughs> I'm not wasting my time anymore fighting the devil. You know why? Because that's foolish on my part. You got it. Isn't Jesus enough? When Jesus died and rose, isn't that enough? Isn't salvation in the hands of Jesus and not in the hands of man? Isn't Jesus enough? Because Jesus is God and he's enough for everything that I need. So listen to me. I, I, I don't want to waste my time fighting the devil. Why am I fighting him and he's already lost? Why are you fighting a battle that's already been won? 
You don't have to fight the devil. I got to get up. I got to put this on. I got to put that on. Holy Spirit, thank you for the words of wisdom. Thank you for giving me knowledge to recognize when the devil's coming my way. Thank you for giving me the words to resist the devil so he can flee. Not one way, but seven ways. It's time for Christians to take a stand and stop tolerating and stop putting up with the foolishness of the devil and his demons. As a Christian, as a believer, we were created to represent God. We were created to soar to new heights. Put yourself down. and Everybody jump up on your feet. Ooh, this is going to bless you this week when you think about it. Every time you see a bird, you better think about it. I'm projecting. Get your hands out. Say it's time for me to soar. I got to take this jacket off because I can't preach like I want to. Say it's time for me to soar. It's time for me to soar. Listen to pastor. I got to quit. Give me five minutes. I haven't even got into the meat of the message. It's time for me to soar. Little birds only fly so high. They can only go up so high. And little birds hear all the noise that's taking place on the ground. Sister Anita, you already got it. Little birds hear all the noise. And the Lord told me, he said, son, you're hearing so much noise because you're flying too low. Some of the stuff y'all been going through, you're only going through. Come on, do like, because you've been flying too low. God designed me to soar. God designed me to be successful. God, to, come on church, God designed me to have his anointing. God designed me to mount up on wings like an eagle. Some of you have been down here long enough. I said God designed you to fly like an eagle. Fly like you have victory. Fly like the creator is the wind beneath your wings. Give God some praise because of where he's getting ready to take you. The higher you fly, the more you stretch your wings of faith, the more God is going to reveal to you. And I'm telling you, for the Emmanuel family, I can't speak about everywhere, but before this year is over, God is going to elevate us to where he wants us to be. Come on, I'm looking for everybody that got your arms out. I don't say, Lord, I'm tired. Because people are going to come to you and say, how are you able to stand how are you able to do this? And, and nobody's holding your arms up. And you have to tell them, yes, I have somebody. You can't see him. He's my helper. He's my friend. He's my counselor. He's my standby. He's my everything. Give God some praise in the house. Jesus used this image of the vine 
to describe Israel of the Old Testament. Israel, time and time again, was not producing the fruit that God expected. But since we know better, look at your neighbor. Come on, do like this. Say, I know better. Since the Holy Spirit is living in me, I'm going to produce fruit. I'm going to be pleasing. I'm going to be acceptable unto God. Jesus transforms us. He is the true vine. The true vine, listen to pastor, is the source of all life. No life exists without God. Come on, clap your hands. Some of these people got it wrong. God is the creator. God is the creator. God is the... Have a spiritual connection with the Father. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you want to please God today, stretch forth your hands and declare in his presence right now. Forget about who's standing next to you. And say it over and over. Say it out loud, Father, I trust you. Keep saying it, Father, I trust you. And the more you say it, the more he's going to reveal to you. I dare you. Keep saying, there you go. Father, I trust you. Father, I trust you. Come on, keep saying it. Watch God speak to you. And it says, Father, I trust you. Everyone listen to my home. Father, I don't know where I'm going to get this job, but I trust you. Father, I'm lonely, but I trust you. Father, this walk has not been easy for me, but I trust you. Say it. Come on, church. God wants to hear from you. You're his beloved. Come on, somebody say, Father, I trust you. Don't be ashamed to call out right now. This is the time. All the stuff you've been dealing with, holler out to God. Father, I trust you. Fix my home, Lord. Fix my job, Lord. Fix me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Create in me, Lord. A clean heart. Renew the right spirit within me. Thank you for my connection. That's impossible for any man to break. We walk by faith and not by sight. Clap your hands. I know you received the word. <laughs>